sometimes this happens when I don't plan a podcast, but because I get an overwhelming amount of questions or phone calls, it just begs me to do that. But you know what? That's the sunnah of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Actually, sometimes he would walk up to the member on a Friday in a jama'ah and he would look and he would see something happening in his community and he would say, okay, and then he would shift the entire talk into what needed to be addressed in that moment. And so I'm going to do a bit of a pause here. I'm going to come in because I see a lot of anxiety. I see a lot of fear. I see a lot of overwhelm. I see a lot of self-doubt. And it's just crippling us as women. And so today's podcast is for you. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with the negative thinking around certain things in your life where everything is just like, but what if, but what if, oh my gosh, this, it is something we need to address. So right on in here, whether you're married, you're unmarried, I got you. Let's talk about this. Let's tell you what you need to do because this is critical because not paying attention to this, it can honestly either keep you stuck or send you in a downward spiral. Let's fix that. Let's go. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. I don't know what it is, but I feel like on Fridays, it's been so long since I've last spoken to you. It feels like I've spoken to a lot of you guys in between. As you guys know, alhamdulillah, we've been really busy here at Mindful Muslim. So we haven't gotten back into every single DM and Instagram or email as fast as we normally could. We're actually getting bombarded. I think a lot of the content we put out recently on Instagram and here in the podcast really Related to love and marriage and all these things has really been resonating with women to the point where they're coming out of everywhere going, okay, that's me. And so we're talking to a lot of women, helping and supporting them. And that's kind of actually what inspired this podcast today. So many of you know me, I'm a mom of five, I'm an educator, I've been doing this for 25 years, I'm out in the community. But every day I'm learning something more and more. And so what happened was, I'm hearing these conversations, imagine from where I'm, I, I'm standing, right? I got cut off a second. I'm a person, alhamdulillah, who who gets to talk to women in over 100 and something countries. I think it's like we're up to 148 or 49 now. So here I am talking to women all over the world. So imagine if you had if you had the ability to have access to women all over the world and talk to them about one topic or two topics or three topics, whatever it is, and get everybody's worldview opinion on that. That's crazy. Sometimes I have to sit down and digest. I have to ask myself, what am I getting? What am I deducing from all these conversations? What is going on? And that's what today's podcast is. Many of you know, we have a school. We work with women in our school. Same thing. I'm meeting with the students. Um, we do classes on marriage, on emotions, on everything. And I'm meeting with them here and there and hearing their feedback. And so even if we teach women things like here on the podcast or in the school or, or I'm in consultations, the common thread that I'm hearing over and over is anxiety. And, you know, shaitan, he promises faqr, which is impoverishment. He makes us afraid, you know. And, and Allah talks about in the Quran, right? Shaitan, you know, I'll, I'm going to test you. I'm going to test you with, with, with your children, with your health, with your wealth. And shaitan knows that, right? So he's like faqr. Like he's like, I'm going to test you with impoverishment. I'm going to test you with like money problems, finance issues, what's going to happen tomorrow. There are so many people living in fear. And so when I'm talking to all these women, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing this constant, constant, um, you know, just message of fear and just and just 
over and over, like, but sis, but what if, but what if, but what if? So the thing that I want everyone to know about is the main thing we should be anxious about is death. If anything, there's to be anxious about, it's death. It's not about jobs and parents and relationships. All those things can be sorted out, but death is pretty permanent. And most of us were not preparing for that. And I'm not going to go into a whole conversation on death, but I'm just saying if there is something to be anxious about, that would be it. But you know what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even he says in, in Surah 70, um, verse 19, indeed, we made mankind anxious. So what I want you to know is that we were born anxious creatures. We're naturally constantly worried. Oh my gosh, what if this happens at work today? What if that happens with my children? What if they do this? What if my husband does that? How do I get a husband? Wait, what if I never find one? What if there are never any good guys out there? What if, what if, what if, what if? Shaitan has us playing and just like on loop with this anxiety in WhatsApp. You know, Shaitan, he capitalizes on anxiety. And, and you know, most of that is just him digging into us and having us on this loop. And, and so if you're listening to this podcast and any of that sounds like you, then this, this podcast is for you speaking right to you. And you know, one Sheikh, I loved it. He was speaking about the word anxiety in Arabic and it is, it's such an amazing word if you hear it. And the word, so in Arabic, the word is hala, hala. And so it's like, I want you to imagine like the last part of the word is like, eh. It's like, it's like, I imagine somebody grabbing you in the throat, which is kind of what anxiety feels like. And this is the state of the human being. And I want you to imagine even, and the sheikh went on, he talked about when the child comes out, right? He comes out of the mother and he's like, ah, like, what is this place, right? I was floating around in a cushiony, nice, soft place. There was the heartbeat, right? I never had to feel hunger, I had an umbilical cord that was constantly feeding me. Now what happens when the baby comes out? Now they feel hunger. Now they have to cry to be fed where before it was just naturally coming. They had no discomfort. And then what happens is they come out. And what's the first thing that happens when they enter the world, right? They get ripped out of the mother into a bright light, right? And then their umbilical cord, their source of comfort and ease gets right off and then they smack them in the bum so that they can cry or they pinch them so they can make sure they can breathe and they come out like ah, like that's how they come into the world in a state of anxiety we come into the world in a state of anxiety and then how do we go out of the world oh my gosh maybe there's a car accident maybe there's a heart attack maybe i mean like we're going in and out of this world in a state of anxiety and then we're living our life in anxiety every day where's my keys oh my gosh my wallet Oh my gosh, did I make the payment? Oh my gosh, why is she looking at me like that? Like, we're just like, ah, 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 right? And we spend, this is our every day, you know? And that's why he was saying that, you know, the shape was saying that, you know, the human beings, we're just, we're just kind of pathetic. We're just constantly in fear and, and, and miskeen, right? And then fear is constant, right? And the problem is most of us, you know, it's not that we're lacking a vision. It's not like we don't know what we want to do with our life. That's not hard, you know, it's not that, that, that we can't figure out what we want, but most of us, the big problem I want you to get for today, the big problem that most of us have is that we think that everything is so far away. It's so impossible because we're living in hell, because we're living in anxiety, constant fear. Oh, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna. So I was put out an email today. And if you didn't check your email, you might've got an email from me. If you have taken one of our courses and workshops before, and I was speaking to the women about that about the fact that what if, 
We're living our life in a loop of what if and tomorrow. And that is our problem. We're fearing what's going to happen tomorrow. And so what I want you to know is that the big mistake, ready? The big mistake I hear from the women all over the world and the big mistake that I see when I'm talking to women over and over and think about where I'm coming from. I'm a person who gets access to all these women and they're divulging me their personal fears and secrets. So I'm gonna give you my big summary of what I'm noticing. One, I'm noticing that everyone is in a, and everyone, everyone it's a big statement, a lot of sisters are in a state of anxiety, worry, or depression, okay? Number, because of this, what I'm talking about, this head, right, this anxiety, this fear, because of this shathan, he's playing with us and we're always worrying about tomorrow, right? Number two, so many of us think we're so much farther away from our goal than we actually are. It's actually a good thing, what I'm gonna say right now. I wish people would know, the big takeaway from this episode is I want you to know is that many of us have no idea how close we are to getting what we want. We're get, from getting exactly what we want. We are one move away. Some of us are one decision away, one action away, one relationship away, just that one choice away. But most of us never make it. And that's actually what's sad. You know, imagine if you were that close and you decided. I heard a story about um, a gentleman once and, you know, he was an alcoholic and he was an alcoholic for most of his life, but he really, really wanted to be present for his child. And, you know, his family came to him and they said to him, you know, because his dad promised him a thousand times, I'm going to get sober, I'm going to get sober. And then, and then they said to their dad, you know, well, what makes this time after he had said it like 40 times, what makes this time going to be like any different dad? And he's like, cause I'm going to lose my family. I could see it. This is, I'm on the edge. And so he said, they said, what are you going to do, dad? He said, I'm going to, I'm just going to get myself sober for one more day. And so when I heard this story and then now this person is sober for 20 years, you know, some of us, we have to put in front of us that look, we'll just make one step, one step towards what we're trying to do as uncomfortable, as difficult, as uneasy, as unusual, as, you know, out of the norm it is, but we know we need to make that step that we're going to do it. But most of us never make that step. We just sit in the thinking about it phase. How many of you right now are just thinking about what you need to do? You know, you need to do it, but you don't really quite do it because you're not ready yet. Well, the news, news flash, where there's never going to be a perfect time. There's never going to be a perfect time to put on hijab. There's never going to be a perfect time to, you know, finally approach your parents about that thing. Like everything is never going to fall in line. That, you know, they say like that everything is aligned. That's nonsense. That doesn't happen. Right. And so what happens is a lot of people are going to end up looking back and say, but what if, what would have happened if I would have done that? They're going to live in regret. You know, they're going to live in a lot of regret. And a lot of things, times, like if you go talk to older people on their deathbed and you ask them, you know, if you could give a message, if you could give a message to the younger people, what would it be? And they would be like, a lot of them, I've heard a lot of them say, you know, like, stop putting things off. Finally do that. Call that person. Say you're sorry. Call that, you know, family member or that person you're thinking to get married to. Not you personally. <laughs> you know I mean, like pursue that thing. Do that thing. Like stop putting it off because everybody thinks they have more time. And case in point is this one sister named Cecilia. She was a revert. 
And she came to us at Mindfulness Summit and she was telling us, you know, I don't really know how to do this, this marriage thing, but I'm thinking I'm going to do it. And I really, really want my dad to be present for my wedding and this and this and this. And she was putting it off, understanding what she's doing and learning. She just continued on, you know, texting with guys, talking to guys. And then her father passed away. And she's calling me up and she's, I remember I got the phone call that day. She called me up, I'm crying. She's like, I thought I had more time. And I said, sis, but that's how life goes, right? We don't know how much time we have. And alhamdulillah, you know, in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he warns of the people who are not fixing themselves and they think, Allah send me back, send me back so I could do it better. And Allah says, no, you had the time. I mean, how many of us, we've had 20 something years on this earth and we haven't even figured things out yet. And I'm not saying in a bad way, like putting us down or 30 years or 40 years, God forbid. And you know, like we're still not figuring out basic things. And for most people, if you ask them why, like why they don't know how to get married to a spouse the right way, why they don't know how to parent the right way, most people, because they just aren't learning, which is why in the podcast, we try to give sound bites to women. I know you're busy, right? But there's, there's gotta be a time where we slow down. There's a saying I say, and I said in my workshop recently, we go slow to go fast. There's gotta be a point where you put the brakes on life at some, because it's not gonna stop. It's not gonna stop for you, right? It's just gonna keep spiraling. And like I said, with anxiety, it's going to spiral out of control. Well, you put the brakes on life and you say, no, I'm going to do this thing I know I need to do. For example, at Mindfulness, a lot of us, a lot of the women, they're just, they're living in anxiety. They don't know how to find a guy. They're worried. I had a sister call me the other day. She's like 34. She's like, I don't know if I'm ready yet. I'm like, you're 34. What are you waiting for? Oh, well, I have to actually do this thing and this thing and this thing first. I said, but do you? Who's putting that condition on you? No one really. Okay, so why are you not getting married? Let's talk about why you're really not trying to learn how to find a spouse the right way. Let's talk about why you're real. She says, actually, I'm afraid or I'm worried. You see, here we go again. And so this is what I mean. And there was another sister named Dahlia and she was born Muslim. And, you know, so she's not a revert, this other sister. And the same thing, you know, she she wanted to do the halal thing. And, you know, she was in a decent place emotionally, a decent place financially. But, you know, this last piece that she needed was that she didn't understand how to deal with the other family. And she had some fears around that. You see, there's always like this one puzzle piece that we're missing that we're waiting on to get better. And the big message I need women to know is I see so many stories like this of women who are sitting there right on the edge. Right in front of them is a better life they could about to have. But they don't pick their foot off the ground and step forward. And that's why in this episode, it's so critical. And I hope you walk away with the understanding how critical it is to make a move. That's my big message today. Please make a move. Please make a move. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he talks to us about all these things. My message for you today is that you were created in a state of anxiety. Check. We know it. So what do we do? We get all depressed about it? No. If you stay conscious and you stay mindful and you try to make yourself learn, which is what Allah is asking us, iqra, right? Read, learn, excel, get better, make the next move. You can't be a better parent if you never learn how to parent better, right? Like how could you? That doesn't even make sense. If you don't learn how to do something different, how could you? If you're if you if you're having a difficult marriage with your husband, how could you have a better marriage unless you learn how to do things a different way? And heads up, you know, I know I've been focusing a lot and I feel bad for the married women. I've been focusing a lot on unmarried women and we're going to finish that up because actually um our course for marriage closes in just 4 days. We're only taking people for 4 more days into the school until next year. 
Yeah. So if that's you, the link is below. If you've been sitting there contemplating, I don't know what women are waiting for when it comes to learning about things that they know will, because I see women suffering. That's what I mean. Like I see them just suffering. I'm like, I can't do that for you. I suffered. You know my story. I suffered. I had to learn something in order to be like, people are like, oh my gosh, mindfulness, Emma, how do you, how do, you do all that stuff? I learned. <laughs> I wasn't born knowing this stuff. I saw an Instagram post the other day. It was about moving and doing something similar, what I'm saying. I saw somebody, but it was funny. It was like a little funny thing. And they were like, babies aren't born knowing how to like put roofs up on a house. Like they had to go learn that. You know what I mean? Like people weren't born learning how to like create plans for engineering. Like no, no baby is born with that knowledge. How did they get that? They had to go learn. So like learning is just what we do as human beings. But if you're stuck in a place of anxiety and you feel in a loop, that means you're not learning. You're not moving. You need the information to move you to the next level. And so what I was saying about women who are married and me feeling bad about, you know, I'm helping all these women this month because it's a huge epidemic. It's really the reason I'm focusing. But for the women who are married, we have you, don't worry. In August, we're focusing all on married women. Now, the selfish thing for the single ladies is they kind of get a double hit, right? They get us talking about, um, you know, how to do the marriage process. But then in August, they're also going to hear us about how to have better love and connection with your spouse, which I think they want also. So they get ahead of the game. But for the people who are already in marriages and they're finding that struggle, we have support for you coming. So no worries. But right now, I want you to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in Surah 35, Ayah 5, verily the promise of Allah is true. So let not this present life deceive you. And let not the chief of deceivers, Shaitan, deceive you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what's going on right there. See, he already knows we're being deceived. And he's telling us flat out, don't fall into this trap. It will not end well with you. But what happens with us? We don't listen most of the times, right? No. Let's be real. What does he say to do instead? Well, he says, do good deeds and I will reward you. And a loss and, and the promise of Allah is true. Whose words can be more true than those of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So we'll, we'll look at that for a moment. What kind of deeds could we do? Do deeds and I will reward you. What kind of deeds could we do? Well, for example, when it comes to talking about love the right way. Let's talk about like the epidemic we have as Muslims in love right now, right? And all these movies and things we're watching and these these dumb mistakes we're making with, with getting hurt by guys. When it comes to marriage, we need to try to figure out how to do it right, how to find the guy right. Or are we just trying to figure it out ourselves, hoping it'll all work out, right? How many people are following Instagrammers who are like, Two Instagrammers, it's a husband and a wife. And you're like, oh my gosh, look at them together, gushing over them every day. Heart, heart, love you guys. You guys are the awesomest couple ever. All we're doing is wanting. Like, oh, I wish that was me. I wish I could find that guy. We're not actually doing anything to find him. And then every day we get up on Instagram and we're depressed when I see those. Uh, you, you and I both know those famous couples. They're very famous. Everybody knows who these, these women are with their husbands and they go up. But here's the thing. They didn't find each other by just looking at other people on Instagram. They found each other by doing certain moves, right? So, and I'm not even saying those marriages are perfect and that you should look at those marriages or those are the best examples of marriages. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying most of us are watching on the sidelines, not actually doing something. And so the fact that we do nothing and we sit afraid, sometimes in the fetal position, worrying, it's just gonna do nothing for us in terms of us moving. But I have news for us all. It will not, it will not, it will not get better if that is what you're doing. 
what we are waiting for, what like a manna to fall from the sky. Ammar radiallahu he was he was walking through the masjid at one time and he found a man in the midday, in the midday when it's time for work, when everybody's supposed to be out working. He found the man like you know deep deep in ibadah. He's supposed to be working, and Ammar radiallahu he's like, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I'm making all this dua to Allah to just bring me. You know, he was describing to him how he's just waiting for the help of Allah. You know, he's putting his faith in Allah. And Omar took his stick and he hit him and he's like, get on out of here. What are you doing? He's like, you think you're just making prayers and then like waiting? Like, this is nonsense. Even the time of Rasulullah people didn't do this. They were actively searching for the answers they need. And if we really want to know the power of one more, we need to consider this. We all think we have all this time. Well, what if it got taken away from us? What if that one more step or chance got taken away? Because we're ungrateful, right? That's what keeping us stuck, our ingratitude. Thinking Allah should be giving us tomorrow. We are not granted tomorrow, nor do we deserve it necessarily, right? But what if we got that chance taken away? The time taken away? We'd feel sad, right? We'd never know what could have been. And so the message I want to give to women today is I sit and I talk to so many of you from far away that you don't need to think that all this stuff is hard. Well, you know, sis, I don't have time. I don't have this. I don't have that. Sis, I'm talking about taking one step, one step, taking one step towards making your life better. Just one. If it's doing 30 sit-ups, it's doing 31 sit-ups. If it's, you know, today I'm going to like, you know, cross off usually only five things on my checklist to like, let me just do six. I'm not going to get the whole list done, but I'm just going to go one more. Pushing yourself just one bit more. And for some of you, it's to get on track to learn. And some of you, because you're stuck without answers. And let me just give you this last secret or, or hack or tip. What keeps you stuck and in fear is the un known. We fear what we don't know. We fear what we don't understand. So for women who are struggling going, hey, I don't know how to find the guy this way, that way. It's because you don't know that, that you're constantly worried about what's going to happen to you in your marriage. If you know the right way, and then you learn and you understand by Allah, what is promised to you for doing it the right way, because Allah comes in. He comes in and he says, you're doing it the right way. I'm going to reward you. You do the deeds. I'm going to reward you. He says it flat out in the Quran. And then he follows up by saying, and who is more honest? And who is more truthful? And whose words are more good than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? But we don't listen. So here's my action statement for you today. If you're living in fear, anxiety, or a loop, you need to take a step. You need to get out of that. A lot of time the step is learning what's the next step to do. If you're confused, you don't know, that's okay. We understand. Our job at Mindfulness is to support women. We educate them to empower them to go from surviving to thriving. This happens with knowledge. We all did it. It's not something that's just going to happen for you by you sitting there like the man did in the masjid waiting after you make da'a. This is not how it works. So love you all for the sake of Allah. You have an amazing weekend, but put in your mind, what move do you need to make? Now, just a reminder, we're going to be ending and closing up in four days. So by the time I come back on Monday, that'll probably be my last announcement about the Muslim Marriage Lab. And a lot of people are asking me, I'll just say this one thing. Um, we're giving away with this one, a entire free additional 
course inside of there. So if you're one of the first 50 people, I think we're almost up. So the link is below. You'll get also not just with that course, another course, the one I just made about interviews and questions and my master list. I give it all away for free for anyone who's coming in now, because that's like my additional gift for women who are making moves and taking action. And so if you want that, that's in there now amongst with the, I don't know, we have like tons of other bonuses in there as well. I think it's six bonuses in total, but, um, all of that probably in five, in the four days, it's going to be gone. And then by, we don't, we don't do it for the rest of the year. So I know that's a long time to wait for more help, but we do open it and we say, Hey, you know, like if you want that help, it's there. All right. So I love you all for the sake of a lot, but keep in mind anxiety. You're born anxious. That's totally natural, but you have to do something to counter it because it's natural or it's going to be the state you live in and nobody wants to live in an anxious state, right? But you can do something and a lot tells us we can do something. So there's always hope and we're here to help. Talk to you guys in the next one. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.